that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. going on everybody how's everybody doing today a little mac miller to get us going this morning <clears throat> excuse me wow where the hell that come from alex washington aka watch coming in from dirty ass basement studios and you're listening to the deuce of wild podcast presented by real take no hold part sports love this song by mac r.i.p young man gone too soon how's everybody doing today got a little bit to talk about today Quite a bit going on this week, actually. Opening night was Tuesday for a few teams. Uh, my team. Last night, Wednesday. Celtics, 76ers. A little bit of a weird game. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, Going to get into some Patriots talk. Josh Gordon going on IR all of a sudden. And probably getting released by the team uh, not long after. So we'll get into that. And uh, maybe a little bit of a controversy surrounding one Tom Brady regarding what he's going to be doing in the future whether that's retiring or moving on to a different team we don't know so we'll get into that actually you know what we'll start with that right now why not so I don't know what your guys take is on this let me turn this music down a little bit so Adam Schefter Monday Night Football is adamant, very adamant. Not yelling at Steve Young, but very adamant about Tom Brady's future. So he goes out and says, Tom Brady's selling his house. He goes on to say his trainer, personal trainer, Alex Guerrero, selling his house. He goes on to talk about how Tom Brady voided the last two years of his contract to become a free agent, and there's been nothing on that front ever since. So he's trying to align all the stars here to let us know and let us fans know and let the media know that there's probably a solid chance that Tom Brady isn't going to be back next year, whether that's retiring or moving on to a different team. I don't know. I, I don't want to align those stars. I will be upset regardless of what Tom Brady does if it doesn't end up in a New England uniform. 
I'll be upset if he goes, period. You know, I'll be upset when he retires, but, you know, I had him for 20 years, so I can't really complain. But I will have a problem if he wants to move on. I don't I don't want or need people to to get into this. Well, Tom wants to do it without Belichick because he wants to prove to everybody that he didn't need Belichick or Belichick wants to prove it to anybody else that he can win without Brady. It doesn't matter how you slice it, how you look at it. At the end of the day, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are going to be attached to every single thing that they ever do. It does not matter what it is. It does not matter what you talk about. No matter how you look at it, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are always going to be attached. Even if they split up, if Tom Brady goes to somewhere like, uh, I don't know, Tennessee or... Uh, see, that's the thing. That's the thing. Randy Moss Randy Moss said it after the interview. Then they showed the Brady to Moss interview. Randy Moss said to Adam Schefter, basically, where? where where is he going to go? And Schefter says, you know, a quarterback needy team. And, and and basically Randy Moss was like, but where? What team is what team is Brady gonna go to where he you know, the whole system I know we talk about system quarterback things and I, and every team has a has a system for a quarterback. So I hate the narrative that Tom Brady is a system quarterback. That's a topic for another time. But regardless, this whole system was built for Brady and built for Brady to be successful because Brady basically built it up along with McDaniels and the Bill O'Briens of the world and, and all that stuff and, and the Charlie Weisses. So what, I guess my my point is from Brady's perspective is, or not necessarily Brady's perspective, but people on the outside looking in, like where is he going to go? Just like Randy Moss, where is he going to go? Where is, it, where is he going to start over? So... So I'm going to look up this Tom Brady, Adam Schefter thing. But um, so I guess I don't really f- fully get why Brady would want to leave anyways outside of retiring. All right. So so here's so here's the clip here. Hopefully there's no ad. There's totally an ad. So I got the clip coming up here and you're going to hear Schefter be really really adamant about what he's saying and he i mean he's a media guy and i guess you have to basic you do have to you know carry some weight with it so so here it is um so here so listen to Schefter here all right uh, we'll we'll look for it we'll look for it in a minute here um i'll let that roll so in in steve young basically also said Something along the lines of, you know, he's been in the league for a long time and, you know, you would basically think that regardless, the Patriots and and Tom Brady are going to figure this out one way or another. I guess from my perspective, I don't understand from both sides, really, why something hasn't been done. It does look a little weird. You know, Brady's not under contract. Does he want to reach free agency for the first time in his career, really? That, I guess, I can understand. But you're 42 years old. Are you, do you, are you really considering moving to a different team at 42 years old, starting completely fresh? 
I guess I don't really understand it. I don't really get it. I'm trying to think of 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 teams like there there was there's been a rumor about Tennessee because of Vrabel, you know Mike Vrabel out there. But what are I mean what are there for teams? I mean I have Minnesota, Kirk Cousins is getting back on track. But I mean they're on the hook for a lot of money there. What other teams that are, are a quarterback away from contending? I I I can't think of any. So I guess for me, I would be shocked if Brady decides to keep playing, if he does not retire. I would be shocked if he moves on to a different team, truthfully. I would. But I would also be really pissed. Because you think about it, I don't want to say Brady forced Belichick and Kraft to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo to San Francisco, get rid of Jacoby Brissett to the Indianapolis Colts. But in essence, he kind of did. Like Tom Brady played his way into, you know, never not taking a back seat. And he's absolutely earned that right, you know. He's been the franchise guy for 20 years. So basically, Brady forced, in, in essence, and I don't mean it negatively, so don't spin this on me. He didn't negatively force Jimmy Garoppolo and Jacoby Brissett out of here. Just Tom Brady is Tom Brady. He's God. So you can't just... Tom Brady did Tom Brady things. Amazing things. Yeah. You didn't think I forgot. I'll never forget this. Exactly. Beautiful man. But really, he forced the Patriots' hands here. You know, they drafted... Jimmy G, Brady was 38 years old. Essentially saying that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the heir apparent to Brady, and that looked to be the case, but Tom Brady, again, playing at an MVP level. All the way up until now, he's still playing. I don't care what anybody says, he's still playing at an MVP level, even with what's going on with the playmakers around him. And we'll get into that in a few minutes with Josh Gordon and, and all that stuff, but... Really, Tom Brady forced Bill Belichick's hands, and they had to because you can't take you can't just get rid of Brady. You cannot. If <laughs> you didn't notice, that's my jam for that. Tom Brady. So it's going to be interesting. Now, I still they still got the whole. I mean, half a season left, really, before the postseason. The seven and all. The Patriots are playing really well. We're still talking about you know Patriots' offensive struggles, but they, I mean, they, they're first in the league in scoring on the offensive side of the ball, and they're first in the league in scoring on the other side of the ball, defensive, you know, all world. And I don't want to talk about all oh, the Patriots have. I've only played teams with records of thirteen and twenty six, and da 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 da. What are the Patriots supposed to do? Before I get back to Brady, what the, what the hell are the Patriots supposed to do? Are they supposed to just not play as good because the competition isn't it? This is what their schedule is. And this is what the NFL is. Oh, the Patriots haven't played anybody. Well, they played Buffalo. Buffalo is not a mistake at 5-1. and one. Well, You don't just randomly fall on 5-1. and one. The strength of schedule shit really pisses me off. Because it's like, what the hell are they supposed to do? 
You can only play one game at a time. I, I, I mean, what? What are they supposed to do? <laughs> uh, what are you supposed to do? Oh, the pay- huh? We're not talking about San Francisco's six and zero start. Who the hell have they played? Thank you. I'll wait. I'll wait. You guys want to let me know? I mean, I'm to- I, Tommy Hart. I, I like Tommy Hart, but he hasn't come at me with the San Francisco thing. I'm trying to think of who else I know. Uh, Dave. Dave's a San Francisco guy. I mean, they're excited about San Francisco's 6-0 star, but we're not talking about their strength of schedule. Why is it always the Patriots? It's exactly why. It's because it's the New England Patriots. There's your answer. So anyways, back to the Brady. What do you do if you're New England? Do you let them reach free agency? Or do you try to talk up a contract extension right now? Or will Brady even take one at this point? Because he's so close to free agency. I just assume get it over with. Even if Bill want, you know, wants to do one without Brady and Tom wants to do one without Bill. Suck it up, you guys are always going to be connected. Get it over with. I will be pissed. I will be upset. And as much as I love Tom, I will be pissed if he decides to go on his own. What incentive does he have? The guy is obsessed with winning. Obsessed with winning. So why would you take that somewhere else? Just Are we going to go the Joe Montana route? Well, he played for a different team. Well, Peyton Manning played for a different team. Who else is there for the the Brett Favre played for two different teams after Green Bay this is this is a completely different situation in my opinion I like Jarrett Stidham I do but I don't like him right now and I probably won't like him won't like him next year this is Tom Brady So they need to figure that out. They got to figure that out. Put all the, you know, the bullshit aside, get it over with. Move along. We're not going to move along yet here. All right. So so I've got the clip here. This is from ESPN on YouTube. No, I don't own the rights to any of these videos if if we're going to get into all that bullshit. So so the clip's right here of Adam Sh- with Adam Schefter talking about Brady and his, and his future and, and all that stuff. It's coming up here. So we'll deal with a little bit of bullshit here. I don't care whether it's pregame or postgame. Okay. Tom Brady's future. All right, here we go. Yes. There we go. Okay. Again, let's just boil this down to the basic facts once again. When we talk about Tom and his future, let's look at some simple things. Has he put his home for sale? Yeah, but... Uh, Hold on, Steve. Has he put his home for sale? Are we not allowed to do that? Are we not allowed to do that? So, so his house is for sale, and there's rumors that uh, he found a house in Connecticut. So we'll we'll forget about that whole part. We'll forget about that. Oh well, Connecticut is close to New York and in New Jersey and all that stuff. So there's a good chance that he might play for New York. 
Get out of here with that shit. So, so there's that part. Let's keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Yes. Has his trainer put his home for sale? Yes. Has he set up his contract to void after the season to become a free agent? Yes. So, I mean, he's not just he's not saying this to get. He doesn't need all the media hype and all that other stuff. He Adam Schefter obviously is is in the quote in end quote. So I get that, and he's trying to put it all together. I understand it. But in the NFL, how do you see a world, if you're a New England Patriots and a New England Patriots fan, where you see a team in a world without with Tom Brady still playing, do you see a world or an NFL where Brady is on a different team? I don't see it. I don't see it. It's not impossible. It is definitely not impossible, but I don't see it. But let's keep it rolling here. So if he's selling his home and his trainer's selling his home and he's boarding his contract, what does that tell you? It tells you that he's now recognized in the NFL. All right, so we're not going to get into that. So, again, Schefter saying, you know, 2 plus 2 doesn't equal 12. It, you know, it equals 4. It's, there's... No, there's a good chance that Tom Brady's going to leave, is what Adam Schefter's saying, just because all this stuff is lying. But I just don't see it. The guy's allowed to move. You know, maybe he wants to settle in Connecticut when his football career's over. I don't know. No one knows, and nobody will know until all that is said and done next in the offseason, whenever that is. But in the meantime, we can't just keep bringing up this stuff. What good is it going to be? You're just going to piss him off even more. Which, in essence, is probably fine because, you know, a, a pissed off Tom Brady does a lot of great things on the football field. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But speaking of the football field, let's move on to this little nugget. Love you, Tom. Let's move on to the next thing. You know, typically I like to, you know, do a little, little pause in between, but. Let, Let's move on to some of his playmakers. So basically, after the Patriots thump the New York Jets on Monday Night Football 33-0, you fell asleep. Then you woke up to the news that the Patriots acquired Mohamed Sanu from the Atlanta Falcons. All right. I'm okay with that. All right. Definitely a solid player. And one of the Patriots had interest in, you know, a while back before he ended up actually signing with um, the Atlanta Falcons. So I was absolutely okay with that. I was, I mean, they gave up a second round pick. And this is before I knew his contract details. So I was like, second round pick, damn, that's pretty high for someone that, you know, hasn't been a, basically hasn't been a number one. And he had a career year last year with Atlanta, what, 840 yards receiving or something like that, which is not bad. It's not bad. So is he, uh, Whoa, what's what's going on here? All right, so yeah, I mean that's that's still a solid year. Is he a top twenty, twenty-five wide receiver in the NFL? Maybe, maybe not. Depends on how you look at it. But I'm excited about that. You know, Josh Gordon was, you know, hurt a couple weeks ago, and he's been banged up all year. So I'm okay with getting depth. You know, after the Antonio Brown thing and Demarius Thomas thing, you need some depth. So then it comes out yesterday 
After Sanu's finally, you know, the transaction is finally completed, Sanu's here. All of a sudden, the you know the this bomb drops where Josh Gordon is going on IR for his knee. So originally, I'm thinking, damn, that uh, was not good. Obviously, there was more there than uh, what we knew. But then some other shit comes out. Like, they're going to release him. They're going to release him. Where the hell did that come from? Where the hell did that come from? I, I don't know if... I don't know if something happened. Like, God forbid it be... Uh, drug related like I, I don't want to I don't want to point that finger yet I don't want to be that guy I hope that wasn't it you know because it seemed it seemed like he had finally turned a corner but you know we felt like we felt that last year and then all of a sudden he got suspended so loud we got suspended last year so I, you know I, you know hopefully it wasn't something like that but you know, we're talking, we're talking a you know a, a freak athlete that the Patriots severely you know, I, in my opinion, need. You know, you're gonna end up you're gonna end up killing Edelman if that's all you have. You know, that's why you get Sanu and so you had three really good receivers in Gordon, Sanu, and Edelman, and and now it's really. I don't know if it's indicative on how they feel about you know Gunnar Olszewski or how they feel about Jacoby Myers or how they feel about Sanu, obviously. But it's like, and Dorsett. So maybe this is saying something about, you know, Nikhil Harry. How they feel he's going to produce. Because he, he can come off the IR, designated for a return, oh, week, what, week nine against the Ravens? He's practicing right now, so he's been one of those guys. That's, so you're allowed two. And they got about eight people on IR. And reportedly... The next one to come off the IR is going to be Isaiah Wynn, and they could, you know, they could most certainly use the help on the O line, especially at left tackle, keep Brady up, you know, upright, get some more depth there. So then you have no room for Gordon there, because he can't come back. You've already placed him on IR. So did they feel like his production didn't match? Well, you, I mean, you can't even really say that he can't ma match the salary, but he, he's not making a lot of money this year. What is he at? Two and a half? Not a lot of money. Considering they're giving Antonio Brown $9 million not be on the damn team. So, I have no idea what's going on with Gordon. And I don't want to speculate or anything like that. But it can't be out of a production thing. He, so, he's been here for... I saw a stat the other day. He's been here 17, 17 games he's played here in New England. He's got... 67 catches, 1,007 yards, and I, I can't remember the touchdowns. I didn't write them down, but it's probably about seven or eight touchdowns, probably roughly, right around there. He got Brady's 500th, you know, touchdown pass, Tom Brady. Thank you. So where do you? So where do you go from here? Like, is there a chance that Josh Gordon can return? I don't know all the rules. If if you, um. 
if you come up with an injury settlement and a release, I don't know. I don't think they can go back to that team. I'm unsure, but I don't think you can. So that basically spells his time here in New England. And the last play that he made in New England was chasing down a player after a fumble, trying to strip him of the football again and getting hurt in the process. So he went out doing something that he hadn't been known for before getting to New England, you know, fighting for his team. It's too bad because, you know, I've been rooting for Josh Gordon for a very long time. You know, I, obviously I don't know his upbringing, but it appeared that it was a bit of a struggle for him. And, you know, you hate to see people do that, but you like to see people have the opportunity to come out of it and, you know, come out better from it. And it appeared this year that, you know, he was making it happen for himself. And it's too bad that it's not happening here because you like success stories like that. But he's got a Super Bowl ring, and I'm not going to sit here and, you know, bash Belichick for doing what he feels is right. He feels is right. But I hope for Josh Gordon's sake that nothing negative comes out of this and he's continues to become a better person because obviously he seems to, to be a good guy. But that's I don't know him like that, so I, I don't want to speculate on anything that's going on negatively in his life. But I really, really wish that Josh Gordon was going to be here for the long haul because I think they'll need him. So what do you do? What do you do from a New England? From a New England Patriots perspective now, you're another wide receiver short. Are you banking on Nikhil Harry? You know, there's reports, yeah, they basically are the same size. Maybe Nikhil's a little bit quicker. But has he earned Tom Brady's trust? I don't know what the practices look like. Are they basically saying that Nikhil Harry is Josh Gordon, but younger? It's not like Josh Gordon is old. But I'll I'll hold my judgment for now. Trade deadline still upon us. You know I would not be surprised if they went after another wide receiver. I don't think they will. But I wouldn't be shocked. I think if anything, you know, if we're gonna go back to the trade deadline, I you know I wouldn't be really stunned if they went for you know another lineman or something like that, or maybe a tight end. We keep talking O.J. Howard, uh, Tyler Eifert. So, and you know. Maybe even A.J. Green. I doubt it. You know, the Patriots don't have a lot of money to, to throw around right now. This Michael Bennett situation is a little bit weird, too. So that that might be a tradable contract, but I have no idea. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do going forward offensively. You know, they got plenty of, we- they got plenty of weapons. I, I still feel like they have plenty of weapons. I would like a little more depth at the wide receiver position. So we'll see where that heads up. But there's some crazy stuff going on in New England right now. <laughs> so what else do I got here? I had Patriots wide receiver issues, Tom Brady. We're gonna get you guys want to get into the Celtics right now. You guys want to go to the Celtics? Yeah, let's do it. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Let's do that. Celtics last night, huh? Not uh, not a pretty game. Not a pretty game. Tons of stuff to talk about with that. And then I'll end the show at the the end of that. But Celtics last night, super pumped. Super pumped. You know, even with the loss, I... 
You know, I wrote it on Facebook and I wrote it on Twitter this morning. You know, the 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 final score shows that the you know Celtics lost by double digits, but it was not that all night. It's not like they had to claw back all night. The Celtics had a five point lead after one, and then they were down by two, uh, by one at halftime. And I love the way that way they were playing, and they were miss, still missing free throws. They were getting out rebounded. I think they were out rebounded by twelve in the first half. So we already kind of knew that this that was going to be an issue for this team this year. But I've you know, and to the Celtics' defense, they are very small. Their front court is I, I don't want to say it's weak. You know, I Cantor is still fine. We don't know about Poirier. I'm very intri- very intrigued and excited about Rob Williams' growth. Time Lord, I think he's going to be really good. I was impressed with what he did last night. So. He really is still really raw. Defensively, he's going to be really good. He's going to be very good. But he's still really young, and he, and he bites on things, you know, bites on pump fakes and stuff like that. But he's so athletic that he can basically regain himself. But, yeah, anyways, you know, Tyson, we don't know about Poirier, Poirier or Poirier, however you're going to say it. I still do like their depth. They're very deep everywhere. But the thing that killed the Celtics last night, really, at the end of the game, was their length. You know, they'd miss a shot. You know, 76ers would miss a shot. And Celtics couldn't come down with a rebound. Just a weird game last night. Poorly, poorly officiated from the very beginning. And I don't even mean that from a Celtics standpoint. It was bad on both ends. It was awful. What was there, like 52 fouls called or something like that? 60-some-odd free throws? freaking crazy so neither team could really get into a rhythm as soon as there was a run for the Celtics you know some bogus whistle would happen as soon as there was a run for the you know 76ers some bogus whistle very very touchy I I didn't understand it so but back from a Celtics perspective we'll talk about the goods and uh, the goods and bads really of what happened last night so we'll go with the goods I thought Cantor in in spots were was really really good. Offensive rebounds and and putbacks were very very big last night. Um, I don't think he had a double double. He might have. If he didn't, it was close. But I was I was impressed with him, and I thought he did all. I thought he did all right on Joel Embiid. So every time Embiid came out, Cantor came out, got a blow. As soon as Embiid came back in, Cantor came back in, and that made sense. You know, bigger body. You know, we got to make them work. I was all right with that. I thought Cantor played well until he got hurt. He got hurt, but he finished the game. He got hurt. Um, Asherod Blakely of uh, NBC Sports Boston and Chris Forsberg of the same um, reported that Cantor was really kind of hobbling pretty bad um, at the end of the game. So that's something that you got that we got to keep our eye out on on Friday, Toronto at home. Um, but yeah, I was really happy with how Cantor played. Um, I've been saying all along about this next person for a very long time. Uh, Gordon Hayward was the best Celtic last night. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say, "Well, hey, I told you so." Like I've been saying it for a long time. He, the dude is a he's a baller. He's a really good basketball player. He's an all star. He was an all star in a loaded Western Conference. So that's not like a that's not like a joke. Like he is good. 25, 5, and few assists last night. 
He's going to be doing stuff like that all year. So I'm not a I told you so guy. That's I mean that's Gordon Hayward. Those people the you know the people that have bashed on him his whole time here have no idea what kind of player he is. What you saw last night is exactly who he is. A guy that can hit a 3. But he's super aggressive. I I saw a stat or I have a stat right here. He drove the ball 18 times last night. And to put it in perspective, he did that five and a half times a game last year. And the league leader in that department last year was James Harden with 19 and a half a game. So Gordon Hayward was doing Gordon Hayward things last night. He was really, really good. Best player on the court for the Celtics last night from beginning to end. So I'm a coin flip here with this one because there was good and there was bad. Jason Tatum played really well in spurts. Got into the... I don't want to say the Kobe mid-range thing, but I think you know I feel like Tatum forced a lot of things in the mid-range game, fadeaways, and all that stuff. But Celtics didn't really necessarily put him in a position to to make some of those good shots. You know, you know, passing to him with only a few seconds left on the shot clock, so those percentages are not going to look as good as they could have been, and all that stuff. But didn't like some of his shot selection stuff, but some of his shot selection stuff I did like. You know, he drove the ball quite a bit last night. I, I liked that. His three-point shot looks refined, looks more accurate. He looked good at he looked good at a lot of times last night, but there was some bad with him. And same with Hayward. Like there was a there was a more good than bad. Defensively, I thought Gordon Hayward had a few lapses, but that could have been, you know, tired legs and all that stuff. But the whole team did that. So I'm keeping Gordon out of that. I'm putting that with the good. Tatum, lots of good, some bad. We'll go with the bads. Jalen Brown. Again, we can you know talk about the officiating, which, again, pretty spot, pretty spotty. But Jalen Brown had four fouls and twelve or thirteen minutes of play in the first half, so he couldn't get anything going as well. And and that could have very well been the difference. That could have very well been the difference in the game last night had Jalen Brown not been in um, foul trouble all night. I think he had two points in the first half, and I think he ended up with seven or eight in the game. So you're going to get the the Jalen Brown birds out last night. I've already got hit up by a few people last uh, this morning. <laughs> uh, who who was who was I going back and forth with last night? Was it was it you, Tommy? Was it you, Tommy? I think I was going going back and forth about it with you last night about Jalen Brown. Now listen. Obviously, if you guys have been paying attention, my guy on the Celtics is Gordon Hayward. So I'll probably defend him to the death even when I probably shouldn't. Last night, definitely not. I'm going to defend the guy to the death. I'm not a huge Jalen Brown guy, but I do like Jalen Brown a lot. And I think he's going to be a very good player in this league. I think he's going to be an all-star. But now I've already got these people coming out. Not just you, Tommy. Yeah, I'm not even really singling you out. But you see, you saw it all over social media. Oh, so the Celtics, we're gonna give this we're gonna give this guy twenty five to twenty eight million dollars a year to do the, to to score seven or eight points, dude. Watch the watch the game. He was part of that officiating bullshit with all the fouls and all that other. It was it was a poorly officiated game last night, and it took a huge toll on what Brad was able to do. Because if you're able to factor in Jalen Brown's athleticism in the game. If you're able to factor in that he can score, 
if you're able to factor in that he can drive, if you're able to factor in that he can shoot the three and, and nail it with somewhat consistency, that whole that game's different last night. You know, maybe you know, maybe Philly doesn't go on a you know a thirteen to five run. Maybe Philly doesn't go on a small seven zero run after you've made it a two or three possession game or a one possession game. You know, maybe Jalen Brown does get one of those spot those stops that you need. You know, mid fourth quarter to go on a little run little run of your own. So that was tough in that. But he could have very well been a difference in the game. Maybe that's why he lost. Maybe that's why they lost because they didn't have Jalen Brown all night. I just, I for me, I can't stand box score internet warriors. <laughs> like I, I, I hate that people that judge people off the box score of a game. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Don't come at me with the box score shit, because I'll, I'll put you in a body bag. Exactly. But I was encouraged with a lot of the stuff I, lo- I saw last night. So, oh, here's another bad. Kemba Walker. Not good for most of the game last night. You know, I felt like first quarter, you know, Came off a pick, hit a nice, you know, 13, 14 foot jumper. Looked great. You know, hit a three early on. So I figured they were going to be rolling. You know, that one point, I think they were up like eight or nine. So they were looking pretty good in the first half. And then they just, they just didn't hit shots. Kemba, Kemba was four for 18, 12 points, four or five assists. So he had a rough go. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kill him for it. Well, he he's he's going to be Kemba Walker. He's going to be Kemba Walker. He's going to be really good. Last night was an admiration. It's too bad. So you know, if if he's able to hit a few shots, that game's different too. So I'll put him in the bad category, but I I expect that he's not going to be there all year. But I took a lot of positives out of that game last night. And let me start by saying that Philadelphia is not going to be representing the East. I can tell you that much. Unless they get a few bodies on that bench that are good or even serviceable. Because what they put out there last night, there's no way they're going to make it without adding a couple more players for those for that bench. Sure, they got a great starting five. Simmons at your point. Josh Richardson at the two. Tobias Harris, Al Horford, and Embiid. Damn, that's... That's a the, your shortest person on that t- on that starting five. Excuse me, is six foot six, Josh Richardson. So their length is going to be a problem for a lot of teams this year. But you at this point, the Philadelphia 76ers are going to have to rely on Joel Embiid and Al Horford having to play seventy five to eighty games this year. And if you do that with Embiid, you're going to run him into the ground by February. I mean, they have they have absolutely no depth. And needing to rely on Joel Embiid to play 75 or 80 games a year, that is, that's not good for your franchise. And listen, I don't like Embiid, but that he is an amazing basketball player. He is really, really good. But you are going to run him into the ground. Al Horford is, I love Al Horford, but he's 33 years old, and you're going to run him into the ground. And then what does that leave you with? You're going to be hurting if you don't, if you don't take care of that situation. 
Their length is going to give people problems, but that's really that's all they've got, and they've got no shooters. But the positives I took out of the game last night, the Celtics, for the most part, yeah, they did play well in the first half, but their free throw shooting was terrible. Their rebounding was terrible. They did not play that well collectively last night outside of Hayward. And at times, Tatum. And the Celtics were in that game all night. So the, the, the final score does not indicate how that game went. That was just, you know, Philly hit some threes at the end of the game. Grabbed some rebounds at the end of the game to really kind of just seal it and, and all that other wonderful stuff. But the fact that the Celtics really were in that game all night, for me, is a positive sign because they did not play well, as I said. Kemba, struggle. Jalen, struggle. Tatum at times struggled, played well. Hayward, great. Cantor in the centers played okay, but struggled too. Carson Edwards struggled. Didn't play that much. Grant Williams didn't play that much, but they're going to be really good. I, I, I firmly believe that. The fact that they struggled, did not play well, but was in one possession in the fourth quarter, I could take that and be happy with it. Obviously, I would have been happier with a win, but can't win them all. <coughs> Excuse me. So I would take that, you know, in your home opener against Toronto. And if they lose that, I'm not going to be surprised. Uh, I, truthfully, I'm not going to be surprised. Toronto is still going to be a good team without this guy. I'm a fun guy. Uh, so they're going to be fine without him. You know, Pascal Siakam is a, is a budding young, young star. So if the Celtics go 0-2, no, it's not the end of the world, people. <laughs> those people those people are crazy. Do you want my head to explode? I know, I know, I know. It's, you know, it's it's like the, the season's over. There's only 81 more games to go. The season's over. <laughs> <laughs> I've used that one so much. I love that one. How can you not laugh at that? Look. <laughs> <laughs> I get a little cough going. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so, Celtics are going to be fine. They got the Knicks on Saturday, too. Old friend Marcus Morris coming into town. But again, I, the Celtics are going to be fine. The Celtics, you know, get that first game bullshit out of the way, those jitters. Come home and do some great things against a you know a playoff team. They're, they'll be there at the end of the year. This team's going to be fine. This team's going to be absolutely fine. Gordon Hayward is going to carry them. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to carry them this year. It's going to be kind of cool. Because I, then I will be able to say I told you so. He's a great player. But again... You know, back to the Philly game. It was a struggle almost all night. Outside of that first quarter. They played a good first quarter, but it was a struggle with the officiating and the rebounding and free throws. And, I, you know, it's not, I sound like a broken record, but the fact that they did not play well and still had a chance to win against who people have dubbed the team to come out of the East to me is saying something and Celtics are going to continue to fly under the radar and I like that and if I'm a Celtics franchise and Brad Stevens and Danny Age I want that I want to be the underdog so you can prove everybody wrong 
they'll be there at the end of the year. I have no doubts about it. We could get into it more. I'll get into it next week after they play a couple games this weekend. And you guys can come at me more with this Jalen Brown stuff. I like arguing with you people. I love it. Is that all I got? Pats, Brady, Josh Gordon, 76ers, Celtics struggles. I mean, that's really it. Check in with my people. So let me know what you guys think. Let me know what you think about the Josh Gordon thing, the Tom Brady situation, and how you guys felt about the Celtics last night. You know, we'll get into some national stuff uh, next week around the association. You also get into the World Series because there'll be another game. The Washington took it to the Houston Astros again. I said Astros in six. But damn, Washington's playing like the team of destiny. How do you feel about that, Bryce Harper? It must suck. <laughs> it must really suck. But I don't feel bad for you because you're making $330 million on your current contract, so... And I'm in Dirty Ass Basement Studios. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really kind of all I got tonight. Again, let me know what you guys think. Josh Gordon, Tom Brady, Celtics, 76ers, Astros, Nationals. You know, hit us up on Facebook, Real Take No Holds Barred Sports. Hit us up on Twitter, at Real Take NHB. Listen to the podcast on iTunes. So for those that are listening to on iTunes, it's super simple. Obviously, you guys know that. For the people that don't know how to get on iTunes, if you have an iPhone or an iPod, type in Real Take and then put a colon. And then we'll pop up immediately. All the podcasts are right there. All my latest and greatest. The ones with Adam, the other ones are the previous ones. It's easy. Adam's coming on soon, people. Can't wait. I'm not going to tell you when. But he'll be back here soon. Can't wait for that. But yeah, Facebook, Real Take No Holds Barred Sports. Twitter at Real Take NHB. iTunes, type in Real Take, put a colon there. SoundCloud, Real Take No Holds Barred Sports. We'll be putting some videos up on YouTube soon enough. You can find me at AWash013 on Twitter. Hell, you can Alex Wash on Facebook, whatever. Adam's at Real Silver Spoon on Twitter as well. So let me get some music on going on here before uh, I uh, finally sign off. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, so yeah, make sure you guys all chime in here. It'd be interesting to see what you guys all think of uh, this one, especially the NBA starting. We'll get into that. But yeah, so thank you guys and gals for tuning in. Make sure you share this to your friends and family and Put it on your Facebook with a copy's web. Appreciate all you guys' love and support. Show will be out next week as well. I'm going to try to get this out here as soon as possible. So, again, Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, SoundCloud. If you got any questions or concerns, get a hold of me. And as always, I hope you guys have a great weekend. Stay safe, stay warm. It's starting to get cold. Let's enjoy some football this weekend. Hopefully, for you gamblers out there, hopefully you made some money. And I hope everybody has a great weekend. And as always, long live and prosper, biatch.
for Adam. He says, Deuces.